0: Today is Tuesday, June 26, 2018, and you're listening to the official Vue News. I'm Greg Pollack.
1: And I'm Adam Jar. You can find links to all the stories we talk about in our weekly newsletter and on news.view.js.org. If you're a fan of Tailwind CSS, the utility-first CSS framework for
0: rapid UI development, and
1: VuePress, the static site generator built with Vue,
0: you might want to check out an article from Nick DiNardis this week, where he shows how to install and configure Tailwind inside VuePress. He even shows how to configure Tailwind for deployment to get the file size nice and low. There are a couple different approaches for detecting state
1: changes within an app. In Vue, it does it all for us because it's reactive by default. Thanks, Evan. However, in a new Medium article, Christian Alfani explains and compares how you might
0: track state changes in order to update the UI. First, there's value comparison. Another name for this approach is immutability. Whenever properties in an object or array change, all of the direct parent objects in arrays change too. Yep, and then there is mutation tracking, also known as proxies. By using the new proxy feature in JavaScript, we can track what state a component accesses and where mutations are made. By comparing these two pieces of information, we can know what component should update. Does Christian have a preference on which one? Yeah, he prefers using
1: proxies because it results in fewer unnecessary UI updates. It's also easier to implement, and it can produce more information about the relationship between changes and what is affected by those
0: changes. This seems like a perfect opportunity for me to mention that I just released another free lesson up on viewmastery.com where I sat down with Evan Yu to talk about JavaScript proxies. We discuss how future versions of Vue will implement proxies for reactivity, and then I code up my own proxy-based reactivity system.
1: And if you're not familiar with how reactivity works, we also have a free lesson on that right before this one, which builds reactivity
0: from the ground up. While it's great to know how to code in Vue, you can become a much more powerful developer when you understand what's happening under the hood. So maybe check out these free videos in my Advanced Components course on VueMastery.com. If you're writing a native script Vue app, how might you deal with state and storage, you know, like locally? Well, I assume you could use VueX for state... Yeah, but how do you think your iPhone apps store lists of data inside with local storage? Well, likely with something like SQLite, so they can query for data. Right. And last week, Nick Raboy published an article showing just that. How to use SQLite and Vuex in a native script view app. He definitely makes it look easy to start writing SQL queries right there inside Vuex.
1: Okay, so I assume you'd write your SQL inside of your Vuex actions, right? Because those actions are going to be asynchronous. You got it. If you're interested in creating a full-stack app with Vue and Laravel, Jay Rogers has a new free course called API-Driven Development with Laravel and Vue.js. The course covers each step of building a single-page application from the ground up, configured with Passport and Socialite for the API backend, and of course Vue.js for the front end. Nice. And what kind of app does he teach you how to build? So the course shows you how to build an app called Roast, which helps coffee enthusiasts find coffee based on a set of factors.
0: This week, winner Crespo wrote an article entitled Things That Won't Work Using Vue. Sounds
1: scandalous. So what won't work?
0: <laughs> well, if you want to use the ref attribute to focus on an input element when it's created, you need to reference it in the mounted hook, not created. Because refs isn't populated until a component is mounted. Right. And next, you should be aware that Vue sometimes will reuse elements that have the same tag when you're switching between a VF or v-else, which may not be what you're looking for.
1: Sounds like a virtual DOM thing, where it's trying to do the least amount of DOM updates so nodes
0: get reused. Yeah, I think so. And the last item are the caveats to the reactivity system for arrays and objects.
1: Those are mentioned in the Vue documentation and I think in your Vue
0: Mastery course too. Yeah, totally.
1: When it comes to building a hybrid app, there are several options out there.
0: A hybrid app is an app that's built for web as well as
1: iOS and Android. In a new article, Arthur Faria compares options including React Native, Xamarin, Ionic, PhoneGap, and Quasar, and explains why he ultimately went with Quasar. Oh, interesting. And why did he decide on Quasar? Well, he didn't know any JavaScript frameworks, so React Native and Ionic took too long to get started being productive with because he didn't know React or Angular, respectively. But Quasar works with Vue, and even though he didn't know it, he was able to pick it up pretty quickly. It also has a CLI similar to the Vue CLI, which helped him get started. And he mentioned how Quasar provides helpful utility APIs. It can create an Electron app, which he needed. And there are iOS and Android theming options that made
0: the development process a bit simpler. If you have some component code you'd like to open source, there are six things you can do to make sure it plays nice with other Vue apps. And last week, Kevin Ball... The coding artist formerly known as k <laughs> Yeah, he has a name. Sorry, Kevin. He wrote up a post on the Vue.js developers blog where he gave those six steps. Okay, so I want to know what these are. Well, first, implement v-model compatibility using the value prop and emitting an input event. Second, be transparent to events by using the dollar sign $Listeners object. Third, assign attributes to the right elements by using the inherit attributes true or false option So you can specify which element in your component should inherit the attributes for. And four. (laughs) Four, four. Embrace browser norms for keyboard navigation. Five. Use events over callbacks when you need the parent component to invoke a function. And finally, six. Limit in-component styles as much as you can so we don't have to figure out how to override all yours. Great. Thanks, Kevin.
1: It's pretty common for applications to have a data table that, of course, displays data
0: with the ability to edit and delete that data. Right, maybe you're adding, editing, and deleting items from the menu, for instance?
1: Right, right. So if you're wondering how you can synchronize editing and deleting data in real time, you could do it yourself, or you can use a service such as Hominy Sync, a real-time state synchronization service which has a free tier. In a new Medium article, Peter Mabanahu shows how to create a real-time editable data table in Vue.js using Harmony Sync.
0: With all the built-in component-level styling that Vue gives you out of the box, how do you imagine you might implement user themes where a user could specify colors for how your website appears? Hmm,
1: well, you could somehow store the colors or styles in Vue.x and then retrieve it throughout your app, maybe.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's one way to do it. Somehow I think there are a lot of ways to do this, but like in a sloppy spaghetti code sort of way. (laughs) Yeah, totally. But if you want to see an elegant solution, check out Delilah Avdukic's article published last week. Her solution does involve UX, but also a library I hadn't heard about called View Styled Components, which allows you to easily write your styles using a JavaScript syntax, and it removes the mapping between components and styles so you can easily create global reusable components. Sounds interesting. In a recently completed
1: tutorial series, Lachlan Miller teaches how to do server-side rendering with Vue and Webpack from scratch. In the final tutorial that was just published, he shows how to do server-side hydration. Those servers are thirsty. They need to be hydrated. (laughs) Right, right. They are thirsty for data. Lachlan shows you how you can fill the cup, so to speak, with data from the server-side, so your app has everything it needs as soon as it renders on your page no blank screens while waiting for data to load, shows how to adjust your package.json along with the Webpack's target property, and how to perform an AJAX request on both the client and the server. Thanks for listening to the official Vue news. Join us every week for the latest news and tutorials in the Vue.js community.